Hey, hey, welcome back to Spokecast Live. I'm Johnny Cashmere here with Big 80s Donnie B. Hello. Rob Sanderson is on loan to Santa Claus at the North Pole. Santa needs some uh, graphics made for his reindeer games. So Ooh. we will not have Rob today. But Rob, thanks for all the hard work and uh, Happy New Year. Next, next um, week, Donnie, we're going to do Rob's uh, draft. Fantasy nice. draft, which we'll talk more about before we go off the air tonight. But excellent. Welcome everybody. How was your how was your holiday, Donnie? It was awesome, bro. It was a much needed vacation. Uh I took a few days off from work. My wife did as well. The girls, I, my two daughters, they had a total of, I think, eleven days off from school, which seems like an eternity. But uh it was awesome. It was a good combination of relaxing and doing a few things and catching up with some friends and that's the biggest thing about the holidays, especially as I get older. I realize that every one of these gatherings around the table could be the last for some people. So I never take them for granted, especially at my age. Uh, not that I'm 100, but I'm just saying I have less of these in front of me than I do in back of me. So especially the Christmas mornings, I look forward to I never missed one. I would tell anyone out there with children, it's fleeting. It goes quick. It's from around age three or four till around age 10. Uh, it's about a half hour to 45 minutes on Christmas morning and about an hour before they go to bed at night on Christmas Eve. Um, if you add it all up, it's about eight or nine hours total in your lifetime of Christmas magic. Don't miss it. You can't have, you can get, can't get it back. And it's probably when I'm called home upstairs to the big guy, it'll be part of the thing I take with me. Those eight or nine hours. It's, it, it meant that much to me watching them grow up. Oh yeah, Donnie, that's beautiful. And I do believe mm -hmm. we all get one Christmas miracle every year. I'm convinced. Yes. So I know what mine was this year. Thank you for that. So Donnie, we have a lot to talk about. So Yes, sir. So first, we had the big Spo wrestling debut event on the 31st at 2:30 in the afternoon here in my hometown of Burlington, New Jersey, and what an event it was, Donnie. You would have been very proud, brother. I am. I it am. was good. It was fun. Everyone enjoyed themselves. The crowd was hot. Um, we had the commentary uh, speaking over the PA system so that the new fans that may have never been to a wrestling event kind of knew how to react. And it helped everyone get in the spirit. And it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, honestly, like the headline of the night, obviously, we have new champion, uh, new champions actually uh so let's put that up right now that would be homicide is the new spo champion and the backseat boys are the new tag team champions yes that means homicide beat me i get it i did not give up donnie i'm unbreakable i passed out from the pain I saw it. in my back and i was only out for probably about eight or nine seconds um but it was enough it what to, it is. Uh, to change the deal. But anyway, so Homicide's the champion. Um, definitely some things I want to mention coming out of that. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, what a great event, Donnie. Um, I mean, I can go through match by match if you want, but let me tell you, I think the women um, showed a new level of wrestling intensity, magic that I've never seen from them. Uh, they went a million miles an hour. And it was so hard hitting and amazing. And there was ended up not even having a finish. They ended up being counted out. So now this next show on the 18th, 
uh, Jim Molyneux, our commissioner, announced that it will be for the title. So wow. we have Rebecca J. Scott, RJS, is going to re rematch against Christina Marie, and it's going to be for the first ever uh, women's SPO championship. So we're That's excited. That's awesome, bro. That. Yeah, man. I'm excited to see them spotlighted because they worked amazing. The, the things they did in that match, Donnie, uh, we have to get clips out because it was just, it was really something special. So what's so cool yeah. about that is obviously the pond is getting restocked a little bit in NXT, WWE, AEW with women, especially over the next, over the last past six to 12 months, whatever it is. So they're going to need some new fish. And as prolific as it is out there for the males and the independent wrestling scene, it's not as prolific for really good independent female talent. Listen, I'm no connoisseur. I'm just, I'm just saying numbers wise, there's less women on the independent wrestling scene than there are men. So it stands to reason if you're a standout and you really got your shit together and you're ready to go, this could be an 2024 could absolutely be a chance for a handful of women to ascend to that next level and be the next, uh, whatever, uh, Becky Lynch or uh, whoever, Deanna Perrazzo or uh, that uh, Mariah May. Oh, I'm just I'm rattling off a bunch of names that are in the news now. But all these women out there who are taking their spots at the table, there's going to need somebody some backfilling. So why not? I mean, if you're a young woman right now in the business, make sure your game is on point. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And you never know when that opportunity is going to come, man. You honestly don't. I mean, it could come at the drop of a hat. Yep. You know who really liked the women's match and told me, Johnny, you, you really have something special in these two women is uh, Jim Molyneux. So uh, Listen, he's, uh, if anybody has seen good women's wrestling and good women in general is Jim Molyneux. I mean, with Franny and Beulah and Kimona and a whole other cast of characters that came through ECW, Jim is seeing it. He knows. Yeah, and we're lucky to have him in the locker room to pick his brain for things like that because that's what this is all about. It's all about learning from the guys that have been around. And, you know, It's learning from the guys that have been around but that have been around and actually done something. You could do something shitty a thousand times. It doesn't make you an expert. It just means you did something shitty a thousand times. You could do something 10 times and be incredible at it. So you got to have guys in a locker room and in your ear that know what the hell they're talking about. Not some clown that wrestles three times a year for the last 30 years. And he considers himself a veteran. Um, but gotcha. Molino's, yeah, he knows his shit. Molino's cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, he did. He did great. Uh, real quick. Steve Robinson. Love you, brother. Love you too, Corp. My man, Corp. Hell yeah. Oh, love you, brother. Yeah, brother. Women's match was awesome. Graphic. Yeah. Valerie said women's match was awesome. Oh, Rat Boy is feeling oh. better now. Rat Boy, if you got sick because you were walking around Columbus Farmers Market in 22 degree weather in an elf suit handing out SPO uh, flyers, I'm going to be mad at you. I don't want that on my. Was Rat country. at the show? No, because he was sick. Oh, Rat, you better be at the next show, brother. Yep. Michael Halton said women's division has been on fire. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Donnie, you got a question from Matt Dremont. What's the word, Donnie? It's after Thanksgiving. Is pot potting with the pundits dead? Your I think other... it might be for this season. It just was a matter of we all couldn't get on the same page to record. Nova, we were doing it on Wednesday nights, and Mike had to. He had some commitments from the bank and some other stuff, and he actually started teaching a financial literacy class on Wednesday nights for Ohio Valley Wrestling for Al Snow. Wow. And it was really the only night he could do it so it was one of those things wow. where the guy that owns chop sports dave sergio 
we there was pretty much the only night we could do was Wednesdays, and when Mike couldn't do it, it was one of those things we just didn't, we couldn't we just all of us couldn't get on the same night again. So will it come back next season? I don't know. I hope so. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. It was cool, um, but I would say it's dead for this for this season. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, just a reminder, we're rematching. I don't have a new graphic. It's on its way. Uh, Christina Marie versus Rebecca Spot- Scott for the title. Donnie, you think it's time to announce <clears throat> another match? Oh, I, be- I don't do even it, know what brother. it is. I believe it is time. There it is. That's Homicide awesome, man. Defends his title against Sonny Kiss, the first ever SPO title defense. How about Who is that? Skills the Great? <laughs> Skills the Great is the SAT. I need to know. He is part of the SAT. He is one oh, of okay. them. And let me tell you, it, I'm glad you brought him up, Donnie. Um, he's <laughs> up there with the um, wrestling is now and works with the SAT. Okay. Well, I kind of hurt my back in Canada, but I didn't really tell anyone about it. I told two mm-hmm. people, Jose and Joel Maximo. The only two people I told the SAT. Then the show comes on Sunday and someone attacks me in the parking lot, right in the part of my back. Yeah. And I thought it was homicide. And here I am, an old friend of mine, and I'm just immediately, it had to be homicide, you know? And I really think it was skills put that guy feral face up to it because he's one of like their henchmen. So that's what I think. But we don't have it on video. Everyone's saying, why don't you have it on video? Yeah. Someone attacks me in the parking lot and we're supposed to have it on video. Yeah, Jesus. Whatever. Come on. My town's tough, but it ain't that tough. No. But anyway, so Sunny Kiss makes her debut. Look how beautiful. That is a good match. That's a that's a main event anywhere, Donnie. Listen closely to me. And I hope that Sonny and Homicide can hear this or they they listen to what I'm saying. The they have about six weeks, whatever it is. The promos that should be coming from both of these people to build this up could actually be phenomenal because I'm pretty sure you can't get two opposite ends of the spectrum like these two that could actually make some magic in the ring. This is Sonny. Sonny, listen to me. We don't know each other, but I, I know you, and I think you're awesome. This is your chance to really shine and do things that you weren't able to do or never thought of doing. Get on the promos. Start cutting some stuff. I don't care if you cut 100 of them and only one of them is usable. Get out there. Do the promos you've always wanted to do. Talk about the real Sunny Kiss. Whatever you want to do. Get those promos out there. Homicide, you too, man. I know you don't love doing promos. That's cool. You're real, bro. Just do the same thing. The promos you guys can cut on each other or for this match is what could sell this. I'm telling you. This is the first time. I can't remember a match like this with the these two ever fighting each other. I think yep. it could be awesome, and the, the lead-up to it is the key. Donnie, I think you were trying to say real is real, bro. It is. I mean, you can't get more real. Sunny Kiss has been waiting like a ripcord has been pulled, and, and she can go all out now. Do it. Yep. No get cap. goddamn mic. No, yeah, no cap, Busta, no as cap. Alan Price would say to me. No cap. No cap, brother. Um, speaking real quick, we are also booked on ESW coming up, is and there's Alan Price. There's Alec Price. Is I that Alec Price? Is that Too Cold Scorpio? Yeah. yeah and guess who right he's there. wrestling? Guess who he's oh. wrestling? Channing Decker. Oh. Canadian. Yep. The Canadian legend killer. Extreme Bro, legend Cold killer. Is awesome. That was Nova's favorite from WCW, by the way. Oh. Back in the day. Hell yeah. Before we were in the business, we went to see uh, WCW in Philly. 
And Nova was super excited because he ran up to the guardrail and got a high five from Too Cold, and he was living on it for weeks. Nice. <laughs> it was like so, 20-something, by the way. So we have our draft next week, and it just turns yes. out. I'm not going to say it's my top draft because I don't want to give it away, but it might be no. my top draft pick. I am wrestling Big Bill Collier in Canada, brother. Look at this. I'm pretty Is that dude like super tall or something? I think I've seen him before. Bro, he took a picture with Undertaker recently, and there was only about this much difference. Yeah, I've seen that guy and some stuff. What's his deal? Is he cool? I don't, I don't know him. He's awesome, and he does nice. amazing. His, I, I don't know how to even explain it. You'll have to see it. I can't do it justice, but he's he commands the crowd. It's pretty awesome. Well, bro, he's in there with a veteran, so hopefully he learned something. Oh, yeah, we'll see, brother. And the guys have brother. a good match against CXR, so that'll be a oh, big sweet. one, too. Yep, so that'll be a good nice. one up in Canada. Good, man. Hey, reps. And tape. You go up there, you get all this on tape. I say tape. I mean footage. You get the reps in. You get it all on footage. It gets out into the ethos. And that's yep. how people discover you guys. And then they go, oh, shit, we saw these guys. Let's go check them out in uh, Burlington. Yep. Yep. Let's check real quick. We're going to check the chat. Donnie, do you know who this is? James Brister Jr. said, hi, Donnie. Hi, Johnny. Hmm. That is Not one of, of the Himalaya players, brother. No way. The yes, old Dapper team? That's James, brother. Oh, Hell the yeah. The old Dennis team from back in the day? Hell Boy, yeah, dude. Those guys were so cool, man. Like, I, I, they worked the Misfits on a bunch of shows. Yep. And we did a, I think one of them, we did a cage match. Yes, was I was the there Himalayas. in the crowd. Yeah, and they had a female valet. Yep. And I forget, remember what her name was. Very nice girl. And they worked the Misfits and Lupus. And all I remember so I think I gave him a spot to use the old thing, the club that you put on your car wheel. They yeah. used that to like lock the cage. And I just remember the girl going in there and beating the piss out of Kent at a lupus. It was awesome. Yeah, I was I in like the, the crowd, bro. man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they like kind of what happened to them. I don't know if they well, like stopped James, in the business. I have no James idea. James used to live in Willingboro. And when okay. we had a show here in my town back in the day. Um, we had Afa Jr., Afa Sr., and, and they were on the show. And we invited them all back to our house to go in the pool. And Trent thought it would be hysterical to have <laughs> James, the 500-pound Himalaya player, jump in the pool. Oh. So James jumps in the pool, and Trent pretends that the wave took him out of the pool and landed him on his belly on the cement <laughs> like a whale. <laughs> oh, man. It was so much fun. But, man, I miss the Himalaya players. I love those guys. Yeah, they were cool. They were easy to deal with. Nice guys. Just another what if team. You know, there's, there's so many guys out there. You go, what if? What if they zigged instead of zagged or went left instead of right? You know what I mean? But yep. I always had good dealings with them for Dennis. So I never had an issue. I thought they were cool. I wish we could have done more. That's all. Yeah, definitely, Donnie. Definitely. Um, let me see what else we have. A few other people. John Aston Carlton, one of my Batman friends. From up in Horseheads says hi. Good evening to you as well. John Blaine says, Hey guys. Missy Sampson says, Hey Johnny and Donnie. Sampson. Hey guys, yeah. you know, quick shout out to Sampson. I saw on the internet, he's and this is a pretty cool idea. She's starting her own female run, female owned company or something. I saw. Yep. Yep, exactly. Good for her. That's it's called awesome, Bell man. to Bell. Mm -hmm. that's a hell of a name by the way bell to bell like yeah a bell of the ball i yeah. love that name uh i hope you know what man that's cool as shit like same for you same for missy any of these people 
that had an idea or thought, I don't give a shit if you go down in flames. At least you tried. Because there's nothing, like Sonny said, there's nothing worse in life than wasted talent. So, I mean, you, you try it. If it don't work, whatever. But I give you all the credit, man. Like you said to me a few months ago, Donnie, this is the concept for the show. This is what I want to do. I'm going to run a show on New Year's Eve. This is what we're going to do the whole bit. And I'm sure you had some detractors and naysayers. But like I told you from day one, I believe in you. I think you can pull it off. And you did. So for all these goofs that sit home and have some shit to say either about you, or I'm sure there'll be people out of the woodwork healing Missy too. Who knows? There always is somebody. And oh, she can't do it. It's going to be the shits. F all them, dude. You guys do it. You're more than capable. You've been around forever. Missy knows what she's doing. As long as she doesn't let the leeches take over and, and interfere, mm-hmm. she'll be fine. Yep. Awesome. On a, a happier note, Donnie, I do have to say Tommy Dreamer was amazing this weekend. Oh my goodness. Him versus I'm Nate not Wallace. surprised. Yeah. Him versus Nate Wallace was just the crowd was insane. And I'm probably going to embarrass Tommy, but I have to tell people this. He donated every dime he made in pictures in the ring to the firemen. He said, we're going to donate to the real heroes. And he donated. That's so awesome, dude. And Tommy does that stuff all the time. And it's such an unsung. It's like George Steinbrenner said, if more than two people know about it, it's not charity. Tommy does stuff like that all the time. It's unsung. People don't know about it. Uh, I love Tommy. When you asked me about it, you know put you in contact or whatever. Um, it was a no brainer and I yeah. love Tommy dreamer. I will until the day they call me home. Uh, I'll always love Tommy. God bless him. I'm on that team, man. I'm on that team for sure. And how um, great is Nate Wallace and Dave McCall, bro? I know we've said this before, but I saw that promo. He cut on dreamer and I'm sitting there watching that. I'm going, Jesus Christ. Like how the hell are these two guys not, in NXT or Impact or NWA or AEW, like, what the shit? I'm watching that, and I'm like, this is every bit as good, if not better, than 90%, 90% of the guys I see out there. He's mm-hmm. awesome, bro. That's such a believable team. I just hope that somebody comes to their senses in 2024 and goes, holy shit, where are these guys been? Hey, hey, dummies, they've been right in front of you for the last decade. Then that's the thing, Donnie. I was about to call this show TV Ready. Honestly, we're calling it the boss battles, but I was going to call it TV ready originally because the locker room is they're They're ready for television. A lot of them. And let me tell they you something, Donnie. It. Yeah, Donnie, they made a fan out of my mother. Wow. She doesn't we're like talking, you. We're talking <laughs> Muppet in the balcony is now like saying like, hell yeah, to the Muppet show. Like everything. <laughs> it's all on its head now. And, and a lot of these guys are the reasons the rep. You know, uh, Silk City Kings guys had awesome showings out there, man. Like our first match was a tag match. It was I saw slime, slime balls versus Silk City Kings. It meant a lot to me to have a tag match started off. You know, what I kept guys- thinking, yeah, they were awesome. But you know what? All I could think about when I saw the Silk City Kings, how awesome back in the day would have you and Verdi been against them or them against like bad crew or I was thinking them versus uh like the SAT in their prime with red and stuff like, Oh man, I, I saw those guys flying around. I'm like, these guys would have been the perfect baby face foils for you and you and Trent. Yeah, absolutely, man. And the crowd loved them. And after their yep. match, they gave out free cookies to all the kids. And I saw it. It was just a great day. And, and thank you for watching the live feed, Donnie. We're going to have the live feed next time. We're going to try to get on fight TV. If not this show, next show, but um, we're going to make a big announcement February 18th. As we know, I'm going to address the Zandig situation. Just stick with me a little bit more. 
uh, real quick, I just want to go back to uh, the chat here and just say, um, my buddy Bradley Bront said, what up, Johnny? How's it going, Bradley? Bradley does mortgages. Happy New Year, Bradley. Uh, yes. Darlene May the said, rapes hey, go down. hey, Darlene. How yes. you doing? James Brister said, Sonny is awesome. Sonny is awesome. Heck yeah. I'll Absolutely. tell you what, Sonny, I think this could be a hell of a year for people like her, Mike Santana, Anthony Green. There's a whole yep. cast of characters out there that 2024 is right in front of them. Yep, I agree. I agree. So, Donnie, let me ask you, did you want to do a 15 minutes of fame this week? I think this might be a yes. good time. Let's do it. Dun, dun, dun. So, <laughs> for my 15 minutes of fame, I want to address something. Uh, for the last couple months, weeks, whatever it is, it's been in vogue to bash AEW wrestling. I see all these dipshits out there with these pictures of like the arena with uh, empty seating or the hard camera side empty and people complaining about a lack of attendance and all this. Listen to me closely. It's all bullshit. Are the numbers down a little bit from maybe a few years ago? Maybe, but yours truly was in attendance last night. I didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't like wave the banner. I didn't make a spectacle myself. I attended all elite wrestling last night in Newark at the Prudential Center. And I can tell you firsthand that the building was set up, I think, for around 5,000 people, whatever it was, and it was full. I was there. There were some pockets of empty seating, people getting up, and they had production uh, you know, draped off and stuff for cameras and other stuff. But it was full. And more importantly, every single person that was there that I saw, I stood for the two hours, I stood till 10 o'clock, was having a great time. They knew everybody. They were chanting along. They were having a great time. I didn't see one real human being complain or bitch or moan or complain about a finish or all that nonsense. I just saw a lot of hard work and talent, including Tony Khan, who came out in the beginning and extended his gratuity to everybody and a nice hello and a happy new year and a rally ho speech. This is going to be a great year. All the stuff that a good owner should do. He did it and he was competent. He was great. I thought he was well-spoken. Uh, I thought it was awesome, dude. I had a great time. I think anybody that shits on AEW is an idiot. Uh, keep your opinions to yourself. There's so much negativity out there. Stop worrying about telling people how something isn't going to work and tell us how to make it work. That's that's the only thing people should be, should be concerned with. Uh, enough with this dumb bullshit of posting the pictures on the internet with a half-empty building when it's 5.30 or 6 o'clock and the doors don't even open for two hours. That's all nonsense. I was there. The show was fun. It was great. People had an awesome time. So how about we just try being a little more positive in 2024? I was there. I saw it. It's all true. It was a great time. Tony Khan, thank you for allowing me to come to your building last night. I had a great time and I would definitely come back. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Donnie. Good call. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know what else too is is we should be happy that we even have wrestling. Like there was a time yeah. during the COVID and the pandemic where I thought if this goes on much longer, you know, AEW could lose their TV deal. Yep. Uh, WWE, God knows. I mean, we could have been without wrestling. So the fact that we even have wrestling right now is like thrilling. I'm so glad. You know. So yeah, I don't good. understand how there's one fan or one of the boys or anybody associated with even fringely on in the business could have anything negative to say 
about Tony Khan or AEW. I, I don't understand it for the life of me. Like this guy has put bread on the table for not dozens, hundreds of workers and talent behind the scenes. And even the, the staff that works these buildings, like all the staff in the Prudential Center that got an extra date last night and all that, like that's what we should be celebrating. These idiots yeah. are out there worried about, oh, AEW's crowd is 10% lower. Or the demographic is uh, 0.26 lower than last February in males 18 to 30. I mean, all right. that dumb bullshit. Shut up. Right, right. No, I got you. Uh, yeah, Donnie, exactly. And nowadays with, with people looking at the ratings and stuff, it's because they're bored. There's nothing else to look at, some of them, like. Think think back when we were in watching wrestling in the uh, Attitude Era and stuff. They were getting four point twos, and that was not even that big of a deal. No, as a rating, we're at a quarter of that right now, right? Or a half of yeah. that? Even a so, half of that. Yeah. So it's kind of like I want to see it get back to the four point and the five point ratings. Like until it gets there, I'm not going to be happy because that was awesome. There is no magic number. The answer is when somebody says, "How many people do you want to watch wrestling every week?" As many as possible. That's the answer. There is no, oh, I'll be happy with 8.3 million or uh, 3.6 million. There is no answer. It's as many people as possible each week to enjoy the live content so that they, in turn, spend disposable income to come and support it, whether it's in subscription-based or live events or merchandise, whatever. That's the key to the whole goddamn thing. That's it. That's it, brother. That's it. And, and we proved it. Saturday, you know, the, the concession yeah. stand did well and Villa Rosa afterwards did well. And I want to thank everyone in Burlington, my whole city, everyone that supported us. Burlington Nutrition showed up with a dozen protein and energy shakes, custom designer shakes oh, that they awesome. made for the locker room. Um, you know, JB Bakery donated cookies. Um, it's just been such a fun time. And everyone that came out, I can't thank you enough. And the wrestlers that that just put on an amazing show i gotta thank everyone joe clean donnie you know joe clean uh i think he's from my area like ocean yeah. County or something i seen is he's like uh he wears all white he's like a ball-headed guy or something he's a cleaner yeah donnie yeah, they, did a gimmick. they did a gimmick where he was you know cleaning up the trash and they called him into the <laughs> ring to wrestle and the place he he just did wonderful let me tell you something he does not let the crowd dictate his pace at oh, all it's, he's a young guy it's weird. Yeah. I don't, yeah well, that's a, that's a veteran move. That's unusual for a young guy. He's not a young guy. He's probably my age. Oh, he's older. definitely old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's old. Brother. No, that's yeah, cool, no, man. He I've heard of him. I don't know him, but uh, that's cool. He has to get an honorable mention. Like he kicked butt, man. Uh, Channing Decker, dude, he's like the franchise now. Like his match with Loke was sick. You know, Channing, just everything he touches turns to gold. Um, backseats kick butt, man. Zandig left me a text message about the backseat boys and how good they did and how proud he was. And that, and they're that, just on such another level great. right now. Like, you know what I mean? Just physically, the way they look, they present themselves. Every time they go out, I see them gaining more confidence in the ring, and all that's going to translate into future success. Stay yep. injury free and drama free and episode free and all that, and just keep their heads on straight, keep grinding, and uh. There's zero chance they can't be successful. Zero. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and your boys, the rep, man, they definitely impressed. So awesome. everybody impressed, bro. Everybody impressed. I, I'm still, I still think it's so awesome that Homicide was there against you. And we didn't even talk about it, but the belty one has Trent on it. The Trent Acid belt. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's so cool, man. And uh, 
That's so awesome, dude. I guarantee you know what? Homicide's been everywhere, done everything. Like, I guarantee you, when he was driving home and he had that belt in his hands, it meant a little extra because Trent was on it. I guarantee you, when he went to bed that night, you could ask him. He said to himself, This is fucking cool, man. Like, I got this belt with Birdie on it, dude. Cause he was tight with Trent, and I guarantee you that meant something to him. Yeah. Well, whatever it took for them to get it scumbag yep. but anyway so let me <laughs> let me show you this uh we have a little video that was made today by um jp grayson and corazon corazon was on the event uh in a tag match he was a part of the mystery team he actually wrestled joe clean um, so check this out everybody so awesome who where did he get the digitized youth gone wild that's what i want to know did he make that or did he find that somewhere i guess you find the 8-bit versions of these songs i don't know but yeah that for those that couldn't see it if you're listening on apple or whatever it's basically a nintendo cartridge with spo wrestling on it and a hand comes out and turns on an old tv and puts it into the nintendo and uh spo wrestling comes up and it's all 8-bit, and it looks cool, and um, then it says, um, the boss battles. So the way we're doing it, Donnie, is this. On the 31st, on New Year's Eve, we beat level one, Donnie, but now <laughs> now we all have to face the boss of level uh -oh. one. <laughs> you got to so put a link to this. Everybody has to see that, dude. Whatever, yes. However you listen to us, put a link on there. You have to see it. That is phenomenal. Yeah. We're going to put that up on spowrestling.com, so check that out. Uh, it's also available on my Instagram. Uh, but I guess we might as well go ahead and make the announcement right now. It looks like, as you know, at the end of the night after Homicide, they had me knocked out. They were just having their way with me. And of all people to come in the ring and save me, it was John Zandig, deathmatch legend himself, ultraviolet icon. I was amazed when I turned and saw that it was him, to be honest with you. So we went ahead and the match has been set. Let's see if we can get this up there, brother. There it is. The Johns, John Zandig and me <laughs> versus the Feral Face and Channing Decker. You know, let me tell you guys something. When John Zandig came in that ring, I got on the microphone and I looked at the crowd and I said, I'm so embarrassed that I lost in front of my hometown. I said, I'm so sorry. And he ripped that microphone out of my hand. And he said, stop apologizing. This is our town. To me, not even on the microphone. And you know, it's funny. When Zandig's around me, Donnie, it's like when you're around me. It's like you stand a little taller and you walk a little straighter because your coach is back. And when he's next to me, I, something comes out of me. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to wrestle like I haven't wrestled since I was 22 years old come the 18th of february and that's I awesome man it. hell yeah that's cool man listen uh 
John's cool, whatever. I got no issue with John. He's, you know, we both ran back in the day and he did his thing. I did mine. Our companies could not have been more different, but I never wished ill will on the man. Uh, I have no idea what he's been up to for the last couple of decades. He did his thing. I did mine. Uh, if he can benefit Spo wrestling and he's having a good time and he's got his head on straight and he's all in and he's supportive of your adventure, then take him down the road with you. That's all I can tell you. Uh, that's it, bro. If everybody has, this, uh, if everybody has a similar path and a similar view, and you're all working together for a common goal, so be it. I have no ill will towards John. I wish him nothing but success, and uh, God bless him. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Donnie. And yep. hell yeah. And let me tell you something about this guy. Face. He's an animal. He doesn't. Pain doesn't register with him. Lucky was chopping him. I've seen other people chop and beat him, and he just he just shrugs it off. And I'm a little different. I feel pain. Okay. I have a high pain tolerance, but I still feel every bit of it. I don't even think this guy feels it. So me and him is going to be quite interesting. And Channing yeah, Decker, bro. bro, Decker is next level franchise Shane Douglas of today. Everything he's touching is turning to gold. He's about to go for the NWA heavyweight title up in Greek town at his fed against EC three in January. Nice. Yeah. He's kicking butt. And uh, so I know he is the extreme legend killer. He has beaten every legend in every extreme legend. You name him. Even H.C. Loke this past weekend. So wow. for him to be in there with John Zandig, you're going to see a side of Channing Decker you've never seen. You're going to see four people out there literally trying to bring it to the next level um, just because we, we feel we have to. Look at this match. This That's, is a once-in-a-lifetime match. I never thought I'd see that. Like, I never thought me and you would be doing a podcast, but I never ever thought I would see John Zandig's face on a poster for pro wrestling again. I, I never did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn That's right, awesome, man. bro. Damn right. I absolutely can't wait. I'm so excited for this. Um, I'm going to start training like never before, Donnie. I'm excited. Um, I, I was already in the gym all week. You know, I, the reason that, we took a few days to do the Spocast is because I was displaced from my home because my heater was was broken. Um, so there you go, Donnie. You, not like me to not be able to get heat, right? Pretty easily. Yeah, brother, I was going to say. Yeah. So today's the first day I'm back. So I know our show was the 31st and we didn't come back until Thursday. So I just want to thank the fans for having some patience. Um, we were signing some matches. Jim Molyneux was doing his due diligence. <clears throat> and it takes time to make graphics, too. You know, it's not yeah, overnight. You want quality. It takes time. As you assembled your team. They're kicking ass. That promo with the video game thing was cool as hell. They made some great matches so far. I'm a big mark for the uh, big fan of the Sunny Kiss versus Homicide. Uh, I'm telling you, man, they start doing it up. Get those get those promos in because they're good. They can be awesome. Yep. Yep. That's right. Entire Spo roster, Tommy Grayson. That's right. They all kick butt, man. Everyone did. So. People like the video. Everyone's saying they like it. The Johns I'll are going to put it up again, ass. too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll definitely put it up, man. Miss you. Here's one. Channing Decker is the man by Harold. That's right. So you see Channing's catching on, man. People are starting to know him nationwide, uh, and he claims to be the most hardcore man in North America. So you know John Zandig, as soon as he hears that, that's going to be a problem. So let's be honest. So, Donnie, what's been going on with so you? Other than Anything that, John, else? I wanted to say maybe we could take this opportunity to do one or two predictions for 2024 about the business. 
Maybe we could each, how about we each give two predictions? It could be anything in the business that we think is going to occur in 2024. What do you think? Okay. You go first. All right. All right. In 2024, I think, let's see. I'm saying we already said Heyman in the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. So how about I say um, Ring of Honor gets its own TV show in 2024. That's a good one. Yeah. Where? Like a national or? I would hope it. I mean, you would think maybe they would do like a switcheroo with one of the existing shows or maybe just start on a new network or something. But I, I think I could see Ring of Honor. I think they should have TV. I'd watch it. What the hell? Uh, yeah, I think the linchpin. There's a couple things I would do at Ring of Honor differently. I know we could spend the whole show on that, but uh, I think there is some a property be, to be mined there a little bit. I know some people say, oh, it's beyond. It's a lost cause. I don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's a good prediction, man. I think yeah. in 2024, I think the linchpin to the entire business is the TV rights deal for AEW. What happens with them? Whether they re-sign with WB or they're forced into a new home if WWE signs with Warner Brothers, whatever it is. Until that happens, I don't think we can really understand the landscape. I truly believe they're going to resign. I think that AEW will fall back into the good gracious of the majority of wrestling fans through hard work. I think the team that Tony's assembled will come together. And I think at this time next year, we'll be saying AEW had a hell of a year. And I think that they're poised to regain some of the momentum they lost the night CM Punk went on a tirade during a press conference. I don't think it's yeah. ever been the same since then. No, so that's my hope for 2024 as far as that. As far as the indies go, yep. I think there's going to be two or three that separate themselves from the pack, especially on the East Coast. Jersey, you'll always have uh, WrestlePro at the top. I think you have a chance to do something special. And maybe one or two other people will run some successful events here and there. The rest of them, I think, should just close up shop and concentrate on on feeding some of these larger entities and stop clogging the indies with a bunch of shit. That, that's my own opinion. That's what I think is going to happen. Maybe, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Highly unlikely, to quote a man from yeah. Willingboro, New Jersey. Maybe. Yeah, highly unlikely. Donnie, I want you to tell us a story. Do you mind? Go ahead. All right. So you Move just on. told a story about the Himalaya players and how they wrestled the um, misfits. I was in the yes. crowd for that. I was in oh. the audience for that. Literally, me and Max Mack were in the crowd. So what I want, we were also in the crowd one night at, I want to say it was Egg Harbor. No, not Egg Harbor. Blackwood. It was the Blackwood CYO Center. You had about a thousand people and you had Ahmed Johnson advertised. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, I know where this is going. Brother, so what the hell? Ha- I'm sitting there waiting for Ahmed Johnson, and out comes, I think it was Dennis and his son. And one other person. Donnie B. Sure, it was me. I was <laughs> five, three feet away from Dennis in the ring when we did it. So what happened? So, I didn't tell get- it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know if this has ever been told in full. This story has made the rounds on many different occasions. What happened was... One of the guys who worked for the NWA was a man named Fred Richardson, Fred Rubenstein. Fred's a good guy. He lives in Barnegat. He's an old-time referee. Uh, He's a pretty good promoter when he wanted to be. He ran a couple shows and stuff, but Fred's been around forever. Fred had, I believe it was a Lincoln town car. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was a Lincoln. His own personal car. Dennis had booked Ahmed Johnson for the show. 
I, I don't know what his dollar amount was. I, let's say $1,000. So he agreed to the price. No problem. Dennis put him up at the hotel. Ahmed flies in the night before. He's at the hotel. Dennis is in communique with him during the day. Says, I'll send the car for you at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, whatever time. Ahmed says, okay, no problem. Everything's smooth. Dennis comes up to me at about 3 o'clock and says, hey, I'm sending Fred to go get Ahmed. I think he was going to work Ralph Soto on the show, I think. And he's like, oh, you know, when he comes here, you you, you got the match, Donnie. I was the booker. I was like, okay, that's cool. It's pretty easy. I didn't think he could Pearl River plunge Ralph because I didn't think Ralph could do it just because Ralph's so big. So I was like, we'll think of something. When he gets here, I'll feel him out, you know, whatever he wants to do. Uh, okay, no problem. So I'd say about 45 minutes goes by and no, no, no Fred, no Ralph. No, or no uh, Ahmed. Now it's about 5.30. Fred comes back. I believe he called from either a pay phone. I don't think we had cell phones then. It would have been a pay phone. But yeah. somehow he calls Dennis and he says, listen, we have an issue. Ahmed won't get into the car. <laughs> and I'm standing right next to Dennis when he got the call. He goes, what, what, what's some explicitives? He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean he won't get in the car? He says he's not riding in this car. It's not the kind of car he should be driving in. A superstar of his name. Uh, it was either superstars of his stature or nature. And Dennis is losing his mind. He's like, tell him to get in that effing car. Like, cut the promo. As if Fred was going to turn around and cut this same promo to Ahmed. And Fred was very much the diplomat. So if Dennis said, tell Ahmed to get in that mother effing car, blah, blah, blah. Fred would turn around and go, uh, sir, if it bequeath you, please get into the car and allow us to take you via chariot to the independent date that you have so confirmed right. to do for X amount of dollars. Right. So, because that's how Fred is. He's awesome. So, you know, push comes to shove and Ahmed Johnson refuses to get in the car. Fred comes back to the building and says he wouldn't come. So Dennis said, all right, Dennis Carluzzo goes out to the ring with me and Mark grabs the microphone and explains to everyone what happened verbatim. And then he holds up a piece of paper and on the paper was Ahmed Johnson's shoot phone number. So we did have phones. It was a shoot, a cell phone or house phone, whatever it was. It was his, um, his hotel room number. Oh yeah. Yeah. The room number where he was staying. And he told everyone in the crowd to call him and tell him what a worthless piece of shit that he was. He said, call him at wait till 11 or 12 tonight yep. and wake his tired ass up. Yep. Wake his tired ass up. Tell him what a piece of shit he is. So then who do you think one of the first people to call him that night was? Dennis Ew. Corluzzo. <laughs> After the show, I was standing right next to him. He called him. <laughs> he pranked him and he hung up on him. I, I just remember him. Ahmed picking up the phone and going, who this? Who this? <laughs> he kept I, calling me, the same thing over and over. Me and Big Mac Smack called. And did we he answer? Wait. Yeah, someone he what said he something like hello or something, and we were just yeah. like, Yo, what not? He just hung right up. This crazy man looking back, dude. But what was uh, funny Fred, was, yeah, how do, you, oh. how do you write down the number? We didn't have a pen and paper, we didn't have cell phones. I remember Dennis walking around with that poster board, and me and me and Rob being like, All right, I'll remember the first three numbers, you remember the last four. Yeah, he yeah. left it. I think in intermission, we had it on the table with the concessions or something because everybody was copying it <laughs> yeah. then, but uh. He didn't care. That was one thing about Dennis, bro. He was fearless. If Ahmed Johnson was standing in front of him, he would have done the same thing. Ahmed oh, yeah. wiped the floor with him, but Dennis was fearless, bro. That's what I love, oh, yeah. Dennis Carluzzo, man. We could we could talk for hours about Dennis. 
bro. That Fitz building, knows. Fitz and Hoops, they were there. Some of the most classic stuff happened in that building, bro. Seriously. Yep. Um, I, I got funny stories for you that you don't even know about just with us, but you know, Ooh. just real quick, a reminder. So we have homicide versus sunny kiss for the SPO awesome. championship already signed tickets at SPO wrestling.com and just signed Zandig and me against feral face and Channing Decker in a, uh, pretty much anything goes match. This one's going to rewrite the book on, uh, on Johnny cashmere pro wrestling in 2024. You're going to see a side of me that you guys have not seen and that I have not Whoa. seen. Yeah, it's got to happen. It's it's overdue, it's brother. It's got to, brother. Uh-huh. And, of course, the women are going to rematch. Uh, we have Christina Marie versus Rebecca Scott, and that's going to be for the first ever P SPO women's title. Almost said PW. Because Homicide that's was right. the first ever PW champion, and he beat Trent. Oh, I didn't know that. Almost 20 years ago, exactly. So Wow. And, Yeah. Exactly. So the history rhymes, brother. Mm -hmm. That's you know great, it. man. You know it. Another but before we go, I want to tell you that building we're just talking about in Blackwood. Uh -huh. That was the night you guys didn't have an entranceway. It was just a big metal door. That's yes. Long. And they played uh, uh, J.R. Ryder. J.R. Ryder. Oh, Ryder? Kenny? Yeah. Yes. J.R. Ryder, yep. They played his music and he came bursting out of the door, screaming and flipping his hair. And this little <laughs> kid was in front of that door when he swung that door open, Donnie. And that kid flew into the wall and he had no idea. JR just kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was one of those times I would assign people to open and close the door for the talent or be a guard. And they would stay in their position for about a minute and then wander <laughs> away. Part, part of the battle with the crew we had was gathering them and corralling them and telling them to stay where I needed them to be all goddamn night. I, f I felt like a sheep herder back then. Uh, funny oh. you say that. Uh, my partner Mitch is laughing right now at home. That's for sure. Um, but anyway, so hey. yeah, Donnie, uh, great stuff, man. This was another great week. We Every week we're going to be releasing matches. Um, awesome. Anything else going on in the world of B? I do want to, I do want to take a quick moment. Uh, Get well wishes to my mother-in-law who had hernia surgery today. She'll be up and around soon. Uh, big ups to Elaine, the greatest mother-in-law in the world. And I also want to take a moment to wish our condolences on behalf of Johnny and myself and all the boys from Sharps, the original Brick Click and everybody else, to one of our own, one of our good friends, Kathy Fitzpatrick, on the loss of her uncle who passed the other day. Kathy was a diligent niece. She did what a niece should do and a family member should do. She took care of the man in his time of need. She was by his side tirelessly, provided for him. When he was forsaken by other members of the family, Kathy stepped in, gave him shelter, love, hope, uh, and care, just like a good human being should. She was with him until the bitter end. Uh, he put up a fight, but Kathy never let it dissuade her. She always had a smile on her face. She still attended events and shows. Um Kathy deserves our love and support. I don't see Kathy as much anymore, but I love Fitz. I always will. I love you, Fitz. And I just want to let you know our hearts go out to you. You did what a good niece should do, and you will see the man again at some point in your life. I can guarantee you when you, when you are called home, you will dance again with him up in God's paradise. So God bless you. Yep. God bless you, Fitz. And she was there Saturday. We didn't put her to work. She sat and just got to enjoy to relax Good. so she really an unsung hero an unsung hero of the business so many unsung heroes donnie like even 
Rob Sanderson making us all of our graphics yep. and all the guys that helped move bleachers <clears throat> for me from the uh, lot next door on, on Sunday. I mean, spending their new year's Eve moving bleachers for us and putting it takes up a team. Yeah, man. That's why I never understood somebody's assholes who were like workers and stuff. When you say like, Hey, promote the show online or help put up the ring. And, and they're like, that's not my job. Why should I have to do that? You know what, man? Fuck off. Like, if you don't want to do it, step aside. Somebody else will take your spot. Because if there's no show, if there's no teamwork, there's no show. If there's no show, there's no platform. If there's no platform, there's no way for you to ascend to the heights that you want to go to. That's what these people don't understand. The easier you make the job of the promoter, which whatever you ask him to do, the more the, the more he's going to be inclined to want to do events. If every time he does a show or an event, he goes, Jesus Christ, this is going to be taxing. Like, I don't want to do this. He's not going to do shows. So if everybody can help out just a little bit, a lot of drops of water fill the bucket. Remember that. So and whatever anybody does. I saw a, a picture once of Jimmy Hart setting up chairs at a goddamn independent wrestling show. And you're going to tell me somebody's above coming a little early to help out or put promos out there or advertise. Like your show, I saw a lot of guys putting content out there. Every person who's booked on this show for February should be flooding their timelines and, and internet and their social media with promos for not only your show, all the shows they're on. Look at Matt Cardona. Jesus Christ, two or three times a day. Maybe multiple times a day, Matt has promos out there, the shows that he did, that he's upcoming, and he plugs his opponents and all that. And, and you got some guys, you got to beg them for a 30-second promo for six weeks. So yeah. let that be a lesson, everybody. It takes a village. No. Yep. And you know who's great at that? Matt Tremont is great at promotion. Good. We have yes, him coming is. in. We have him coming in on the 18th to wrestle. Um, a lot of other guys that you like are going to be coming in. Um, uh, Wrecking Ball is coming in. I uh -oh. listen, brother. I love Wrecking. To me, one of the best acts on the indies is Wrecking Ball with Jarrett Silbercleat. I love Jarrett Silbercleat. He's the modern day Jimmy Hart. I always, I'm an adversary. I'm an advisor for him. I'm an advocate. I love Jarrett Silbercleat. Whenever you put him and Wrecking Ball together, the dynamic, it just looks awesome. Wrecking Ball can be the modern day King Kong Bundy, bro. I've been saying it for like a year and a half. This, there's not too many 450 pound guys out there. Wrecking Ball's awesome. He's young. He's hungry. He can work. He's got a great attitude. He's a home yep. run man. And, we, and when, yep. if you pair him with Silver Cleat, dude, that is Jimmy Hart and King Kong Bundy, like Heenan, whatever, man. I love that duo. Yeah, I'm excited, man. He reminds me of Bam Bam. He just got married uh, New Year's. So I saw that. Congratulations to the balls. Mrs. Yeah. Ball. Yeah, the balls. That's great. <laughs> nice kid, too, man. I say kid. I'm 51, so it's well, not, I'm not an insult. I'm not insulting them. I'm just I call everybody a kid. Yeah. A couple other new faces will be popping up in uh, Spo as well, not just Wrecking Ball and um, Matt Tremont. We have a few more. So we'll be doing that as we go. Yes. I don't know if we'll be back this coming Monday or not, but we'll be back soon. So uh, look for us. Uh, keep checking out SpoWrestling.com for all the latest updates and for tickets so you don't get locked out. Get your ringside seats right now so you can see this event. There you go. All right. Donnie, thank you, brother, for everything as always. Uh, Happy 2024, brother. Happy New Year. Our New Year's resolution, me and Donnie, is we're going to spend more time in the gym. Right, brother? Brother, I went to the gym tonight with my daughter. I was there from... Five to six, watching her. <laughs> I do the best I can, man. I, listen, I'm cool with it. I, I, I'm in an awesome place in my life. 
I can't be happier, dude. If I if I die tomorrow, it's been incredible. That's all I can no, tell you. No, no, you just work out for longevity at this point. That's all. That's about. it, man. I listen. I I ain't, I ain't going on TV anytime soon. So it's <laughs> been fun. All right. Well, everyone, have a great one. Here's to an awesome 2024. We will see you soon. And God bless.